Hello and welcome to episode four of the Ethics Pod. It's great to have you with us. I'm Matt Hayhurst. This is Ian Miller. Excellent. And today in the episode, we're going to look at Aristotle's conclusion on virtue ethics. Now, as alluded to towards the end of the last episode, it does get slightly more complicated um, and we're going to hopefully unpick this for you. Uh, this from the examiner's position and the research and questionnaires that I've put out to other colleagues uh, that are in the RE stratosphere, let's call it. What a ridiculous <laughs> word to use. But this is an area that students don't commonly understand. Hmm. Uh, it is in line with the rest of virtue ethics, but it does, for some people, confuse them to the point where they don't understand what the final good is. So we're going to go through that today and hopefully we're going to clarify some of the confusion that a lot of students out there are facing. If you remember back to episode two, we looked at the final aim for virtue ethics and we settled on it being eudaimonia or human flourishing. But there is a debate going on still currently to say that actually maybe it's not eudaimonia, maybe it's not human flourishing. So as with many concepts in ethics and philosophy, things aren't always as clear cut as we might want to see them as or put them in the box and put them on the shelf and it's nice and neat. Yeah, everything's always, always, always up for debate in philosophy. And it's, this is no different. No. So in his 10th and final book, I say we've, we've talked about Nicomachean ethics as, as if it's Aristotle writing them. It's not. It's Aristotle's son. He's summarising a whole load of different lectures that Aristotle gave. Yeah. So in this 10th book, summarising uh, virtue ethics, Aristotle in his lecture, begins to further develop what he believes to be eudaimonia or complete happiness or human flourishing, however we want to define it. Now, having rejected pleasure, as we discussed in episode two, honour and wealth, and seemingly now the favouring of moral virtue, Aristotle decides instead of moral virtue... He decides in favour of the intellectual virtues or theoria mm. or contemplation. Now, Ian's going to take us through Aristotle's train of thought on this. Yeah, so Aristotle has basically got kind of five steps to his thought when it comes to um, thinking about this idea of contemplation. So his point number one is that happiness is an activity that conforms to the highest virtue. Um, which must be the best thing in us. So if it's something that's making you happy, it's, it's, it's kind of got to be a good thing. Right? So as with reason and things like that, we've already identified that Aristotle believes that reason is the best thing within yeah, us. Yeah. So happiness must conform to reason. Yeah, exactly. So the highest thing in us is reason or our intelligence. So after all, we use it for things like science, discovery, um, and there can be no greater achievement than that, right? Through our reason, through our intelligence, we've put men on the moon. We've explored the depths of the ocean. We've come up with theories around like quantum physics. Um, so our reason is, is our highest capacity, so some new scientific discoveries are the highest object of knowledge and contemplation of them gives us the greatest happiness and we can do this whenever we want. So I can sit at home and I can contemplate, I can think about um, the beginnings of the universe. I can think about um, 
what does it mean to be a person? There's all these things that I can contemplate which actually give a real deep sense of satisfaction, a real deep sense of happiness. So not this kind of um, pig-satisfied happiness, but this kind of... You're not in the muck, you're on the sofa you're thinking. On, you're on the sofa thinking, yeah, you're, you're not in the pigsty, okay? So, and what's interesting about human beings is that we do this for our own sake. There's, there's no extra reason for doing this this is not to do with um satisfying my desires of or staying alive this is something that we do purely out of this really really distinct um like form of happiness i guess, I guess you could yeah say. It, it, yeah it's intrinsic value is that you are able to do it it's happiness is that you are other than anything else you don't need anything to make you happy other than your own thoughts and contemplation yeah so it's safe to say that contemplation when you're doing it it's got intrinsic value it is good because it is good yeah exactly and as um students of like philosophy and religious studies this is a subject you're doing because this is something you find that gives you like pleasure or stimulation this is contemplating on life's big questions is something that you find interesting and engaging so finally not just that, but with contemplation being pure reasoning, this sets human souls apart, okay? So... Yeah, so that's what... So, yeah. as, as mentioned, again, in episode two, and this episode links highly with episode two, it's our soul, our reasoning, mm. the function of our soul is reason, because every animal can do every other aspect of our soul except yeah. reason. And, oh, um, no, sorry. Every other function of our soul, yeah, except reason. Exactly. And in effect, when you're contemplating, when you really get down to it with your reasoning, the biggest thing you're contemplating, according to Aristotle anyway, is this idea of the divine. Um, this idea of the thing that is greater, that is outside of you, that is like metaphysical, I guess you can say, Um that is the greatest thing that we can be doing with our with our virtues. So then, for Aristotle, theoretical reasoning, hmm. thinking about new things beyond what we know to exist, yeah, is the greatest thing we can do. Yeah. So thinking about gods is one of the greatest things you can do because that would be one of the most fundamental questions. Cool. To address. All right. So in trying to understand this, I read a lot of essays, I read a lot of excerpts from people's books, and the guy that summarises it best for me is David Ruschnick. So, as a result, Aristotle demotes practical virtue and a life spent in ethical and political because that is distinctly human. So, Aristotle's conclusion is that theoria, or the virtue of contemplation, is what humans should aspire to most. Not necessarily Physical acts, not necessarily making decisions, but consideration and contemplation of things greater than us. Yeah, thinking is more important than action. Yeah. Now, Ruschnick does identify that this, this debate is still going on, uh, raging on, mm. but that's a really funny way to describe <laughs> people who are just sat thinking about Aristotle. Yeah. Like, can you imagine them raging? No. No, me neither. That's <laughs> beautiful, isn't it? So with regards to the true importance of Theoria. So it is by no means settled on, but indication shows that with it being the last part of Nicomachean ethics, it is important. And we need to consider what this means for us. So it leads to the following questions, in my opinion anyway. 
First of all, what are the implications of this for everything that we've covered so far in the previous episodes? Because what was the point of them, if not? Yeah. And why is it a debate if Aristotle came to this conclusion by himself? Who are we to question him? What does this mean for us then? Uh, first of all, we can safely assume that intellectual contemplation brings about the most happiness. Well, we can at least for Aristotle, because he says it. And let's think about Aristotle. He was a scientist. He was a politician. He was this thinking man. Yeah. So he would have loved contemplation. Yeah. So, of course, he says this is the most important thing. It might be because it was the most important thing. Thing for him. So maybe what we're doing, and the reason this is up for debate, is that we are experiencing a little bit of Aristotle's bias towards his own life choices rather than wider society. Yeah. Some would say a little bit arrogant. Yeah, a little bit arrogant. But I don't know, I'm sort of on his side a bit. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But does contemplation in the divine or God make us collectively as a society happier? Some find religion divisive. So for some in society, yes, it might bring about happiness. Those who are religious, those who, who like to imagine about the origins of uh, the universe mm. being brought about by a creator being and so on and so forth and trying to understand that creator being mm. or God. Okay, But not everybody, not back in Aristotle's day, definitely not in our day, do people always find joy in contemplation of the divine, surely. Yeah, there's plenty of people out there. You ask a handful of people at your school like how bothered they are about God, they'll be like, Bleh. Oh, how much time they've spent considering God and whether or not they believe that would make them happy. Yeah, the answer is probably no. No, so exactly. It, it seems a bit distant from the everyday person's concerns. Yeah, so well, f finally, to sort of wrap this up, there are two parts of the intellect for Aristotle. So you've got your theoretical and practical wisdom. Um, but why do we have to choose? Surely the most holistic approach for the for the moral agent. Wait, good word, holistic. Holistic, like yeah, great words. But surely the most like holistic approach for the the person in question would be to say that both are equally important with regards to human nature, right? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because we did say that uh, the morals work in tandem with each other. You can't have the the moral virtues with without having the intellectual virtues yeah yeah like how can you sit around and contemplate unless you've had a nice cup of tea to get your contemplative thinking you might have to satisfy those um more like practical desires and physical and pleasures physical yeah, yeah. pleasures before you do anything else it's very possible despite aristotle's preference for the intellectual virtue of contemplation that maybe he's overvaluing one aspect of human nature and undervaluing the aspect that in practice um impacts on human beings um flourishing morally so for the purposes of showing a truly deep understanding of Aristotle's virtue ethics, it might be worth briefly discussing his, fi his final conclusion on the matter. Yeah, this is so like real in-depth consideration of virtue ethics yeah, this and is what your, it like, means. A, yeah, a this grade. is your A, your A star writers. You're going to have to say you, you don't bring it right down to the moral virtues, which is what is a huge and important part. Mm -hmm. But maybe we also here say, actually... Although moral virtues are really important, so are these intellectual ones. And yeah. the, the, the virtue of contemplation 
that Aristotle takes precedent over everything else. Yeah, however, I would not recommend doing um, into too much depth on the matter as the chances are that there won't ever be a question so specific on any examination paper. Yeah, that would really be harsh because it's not a large part of the spec no. and the spec doesn't even necessarily mention this. Yeah. But <laughs> so, so, so this is for your in-depth... Yeah, if you want to just show off a bit. Yeah, that, yeah. that's a great way of yeah. putting it. But... If you want the high grades, it would show a real deep understanding of the topic. And as we know, in the 10 mark and the 15 mark questions, you're looking for breadth and depth of yeah. understanding of it. So, yeah, it might work. So hopefully that's cleared up a little bit about what Aristotle's final conclusion on virtue ethics is. He goes for contemplation. He chooses intellectual virtue over moral virtue. Okay. It doesn't fly in the face of what we've said before. Uh, it doesn't discount the moral virtues. But if he was to pick one, he'd definitely go for that over the other ones. So that's the end of the theory side of virtue ethics. In the next episode, we're going to have a look at how it can be applied in the real world. We're going to apply it to theft, lying, an issue of animal ethics and an issue of human ethics. Okay. So thank you for listening. I hope you tune into the next ones. Ta-ra. Ciao, ciao. New one like that. Mm.